On this episode of Halftone Takes, we talk about the entire Studio Ghibli filmography, Adam calls the horny police, and Corey salutes to the true pimp, Gary Oak. Gary motherfucking Oak! Gary motherfucking Oak! My master, Gary Oak is a fucking pimp. He's so fucking good with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Half Tone Takes, high contrast conversations where we zoom out to see the bigger picture. I am one half of your host, Corey Revis, aka the Big O Witch Showtime. Big O. And this is. And I. <laughs> and I am your other co host, Adam Bucheri. And this is what I sound like as a normal podcaster. But this is what it sounds like to podcast beyond. Uh, podcasting uh, is going beyond oh incredible ah don't do it goku adam no <laughs> no <laughs> you just scream it that that's the entire podcast just screaming into the mic <laughs> i know i know yeah but we oh, are starting yeah. off on brand because what's our topic today, Corey? And our topic is anime. Anime. What is it anyway? <laughs> hey, Corey, quick question. What the fuck is anime? <laughs> hey, quick answer. I don't know what the fuck it is either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are being flippant, of course. Uh, yeah. But this week's episode is about how that definition was once something like concrete and specific and now has become very hazy to the point where like does the definition even mean anything anymore yeah like um i honestly it's it's so nebulous now because there's so many different things that do that fit the anime like i guess medium but at the same time it's just like wait a minute that that doesn't make any sense because then this is an anime and it's live action and it stars yeah. Vin Diesel. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna, so, gonna, yeah. gonna get it. Gonna get into the weeds about Fast and Furious <laughs> yeah. one of these times. One of these days. One of these days. I mean, you might as well just talk about straight up Michael Bay at this point because half of his stuff is nothing but anime nonsense. So. Oh. I don't know if I could get behind that <laughs> definition. Oh, it oh, is uh, certainly wacky bullshit, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some of that Transformers nonsense is straight-up anime in the in the worst way possible. Um, so, it's like the worst mecha. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Oh, oh man. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, here's the thing. What is even anime? That is question one, legit. So, what do you define anime as, or is, or what you want it to be, or what everybody else says it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like genuinely defining this is is incredibly difficult, and it becomes difficult every more difficult every year, because <laughs> what... It used to be. So something that I talk about is like the difficulty of taxonomy in general. For example, someone's like, what's a Metroidvania? What's a Souls-like? 
And, like, the closest that I can come up with is, like, it's a loose collection of mechanics, aesthetics, and values. Where it's just, like, Hollow Knight doesn't play anything like Dark Souls. However, it's got the spirit of the thing, you know? It's got the vibes. And so it's... Really? I would have thought that was a Metroidvania for sure. Well, it is also a Metroidvania yeah, that's because like, that's yeah. a more that's a more strict mechanical uh, uh, framework definition. Yeah. Uh, but like, I I contest that like um, Hollow Knight is almost the only game aside from Dark Souls to capture what is special about Dark Souls, mm-hmm. um, and it's not because. It has combat where your actions are assigned to the shoulder buttons and you have a stamina bar. And, like, there are some game companies that seem to feel like that's what makes Dark Souls Dark Souls, what it's what it's not, you know? That's a very surface element read. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the question of what is anime, it's like, oh, is it animation that's produced in Japan? Well, a lot of these shows are outsourced to Korea, or to, to other countries. So it's like, well, that can't quite be the definition. What about something like The Legend of Korra, which clearly has that aesthetic, but is primarily uh, all of the creative work is developed in the United States. Does that fall under the umbrella? If that's true, is King of the Hill anime? Yeah. Which I... Man, I've heard that question before. <laughs> Like, I've actually heard that before. <laughs> yeah. And, but, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a rhetorical question on the same level of, like, is cereal soup? Yeah. Or a hot dog a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, we can, we can sit here arguing uh, taxonomy all day, but, like, do we get any closer to a greater truth? Do we get any closer to understanding? Um, it's really mm-hmm. difficult to say. Like, genuinely so. Uh, so for me, like anime is a loose collection of aesthetics and values where there's a certain look to it. Mm-hmm. There's a way that things move. Uh, it's usually animation that's outsourced to an Asian country, but that's really much more for price reasons than for anything else. Yeah. Uh, and, and so like, I'm not sure how valuable that is. And then, you know, in the green room, you were talking about like French animation, which can Man. take a lot of that same aesthetic and, uh, then people are uh, crazy vibe. over there. Those people are uh, crazy over there. What about something like arcane? Yeah. Like that is not adhering to the, the traditional aesthetic necessarily. And it's, it's pushing, the, the visuals in its own direction, like, very strongly. But at the same time, like, look at those fight scenes, man. Look at those, those well, the way they animate those effects impacts. Like, that's that's got to be in the conversation. Well, also, does it, because then you bring up a good, um, good point, too, of does the action scenes and how they animate action and stuff define it as anime? Because... And the answer is, of course, no, because there's tons of animes that aren't about action scenes. Yeah, I would, I would, um, I don't know if you saw this movie yet, but I would say, um, um, Inter- Intergalactic. Oh, is, sure. Has a lot of anime influence in it. Uh, Kid Cudi's, uh, animated movie, which is fantastic, but mm-hmm. that, I, that is straight up anime in my opinion. <laughs> it's yeah. very soft. It's like not really action-y at all. It's, definitely just some rom-com but at the same time i'm like 
how it's animated and how all this stuff looks is really good and his style. You're talking about man, yeah. that movie is stylish as hell. So yeah, yeah. What about live action? Yeah. Like yeah, you know, we've we've talked about Pacific Rim. We've talked about Speed Racer. But also, yeah. like, I haven't seen the movie because, weirdly, I've never seen any film that's related to the Rocky franchise. But really? there have been multiple interviews with Michael B. Jordan ta- stepping behind the director's chair for Creed Three, and him talking about all the anime influences that he brings to the film. Yeah, I bet, like, Baki and all that kind of stuff. Oh, man. that Now I can see it because I have seen I, – I haven't seen uh, Creed Three, but I have seen one and two. So I, mm. I love those. Those movies are great. Actually, those movies are great. I've I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, I've heard. I grew up on Rocky too because my dad liked them, and I didn't watch all of them. I, I eventually did after a long time, but mostly it was just um, Rocky three and four, and I was like, ah, cool, yeah, fun. I like it. So, so. To, to answer the question, as, <laughs> we don't know <laughs> as best as I can with the most sincerity in the world. I'm going to say that anything that is a production that predominantly oh. is in Japan uh-huh. and it, it, it like is unquestionably anime. Like if it's an animated show, uh-huh. that the production is primarily in Japan, that it's definitely anime. And then the the hazy line of anime adjacent is almost impossible to discuss because oh, yeah. like I would consider again like the Legend of Korra to to be anime, um, something like Cyberpunk Edge Runners I think is unquestionably anime despite mm-hmm. ha- having a primarily uh, a Western Influence, production and yeah. uh, development. So, well, you have to even think about it too, because, like, we we're probably going to end up getting into obviously like the influences and stuff. But I'm thinking back to, you know, the good old days of WB animation and like Batman uh-huh. Beyond, straight up anime, oh. <laughs> straight yeah. up anime. Oh. Um, you know, like with uh, what's the Bruce Tim style? To me, mm. is very anime. His style of you know, character designs and everything has always been kind of anime. But that's because yeah. it's more angular, I guess. And I always contributed anime to being very angular. Nothing's really soft unless it's meant to be soft, like chibi stuff. And by chibi, I mean like very cutesy wootsy, like everybody, like what is it called? The super, super deformed? Um, yeah. yeah, like everybody got the big heads and the, oh, I'm like the very expressive stuff, which also is. Not specifically anime, but very uh, manga influenced. That's why they do that. And because otherwise, because not all anime has that, but a lot of anime that comes from manga does that a lot because they want to keep the uh, aesthetics of the manga, which is weird choice. That's it's a very really weird choice. That's weirdly weird. Like it's, Japan specifically does that a lot. It's, it's and it's I, I guess their people love it, but it's something that I I really attribute to like the the difficulty of transferring between mediums. And I want to be really clear that I have probably some unconventional opinions on anime, and I'm not 
super hot on it, just like in the broadest strokes possible. I feel like when I, I'm obsessed with the process of adaptation. I love talking about adaptation, what it means to adapt something from one medium to another, even if it's from a movie to a television show mm-hmm. or from a book to uh, a film. Uh, what does it mean to adapt from a film to a game? What does it mean to adapt from a game to a film? That's like, what all I was of those about are to say. really interesting questions, and I, I am invested in those answers. But when it comes to manga, I feel like the studios very often choose a very literal interpretation. Mm-hmm. They often will not change that much in the 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 adaptation which includes things like camera angles which includes things like uh uh these you know super deformed or chibi like individual cuts or panels and i think that they make total sense on the page you're 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 flipping the page and then someone is drawn stylistically in order to play up an emotion they're drawn in a certain way in order to lend visual contrast and when you take that and directly translate it into animation it can get real weird and mm-hmm. the vibes like i i i'm not crazy about mm-hmm. and it's just it's something that's so pervasive that it's it's really taken for granted but like there are like chibi or super deformed like expressions and uh uh you know uh poses in like fucking berserk and that's <laughs> so weird yeah oh yeah pick a lane <laughs> and they say no like they say no we don't have to <laughs> i know Which i admire that though because it's not like people hate berserk because of that <laughs> that's the no, thing you still no, watch no, no. it it's just they're like, hey, you're gonna watch it anyway, and I uh, mean, uh, I would argue that people don't, in fact, watch Berserk because uh, yeah. I think the trilogy of movies are actually on the balance pretty good. It, mm-hmm. They, they, the the first one is rough and has growing pains. By the third one, they've really worked out the visuals, and I think that it like works, and it's a good condensed version of the Golden Age arc, which is excellent yeah. shit. Uh, extremely dark, the bleakest shit imaginable. Duh. If you are unfamiliar with Berserk, you know that it's the most qualified recommendation that I can possibly oh, give. Oh, yeah, uh, man. Buyer is, beware. He, he puts that, he has a Berserk tattoo on his back. That's I, how much he likes the... I do not. That <laughs> yes, is a... <laughs> he's going to get it. It's going um, to be elaborate. It's going to be great. Berserk is like... It's really good in in a lot of ways, and it's hugely influential. You know, already talked about Souls, but, like, Dark Souls is so Berserk-influenced. And a lot of its ideas and its aesthetics have been taken and propagated into other things that I really like and care about. Uh, It's... It's rough in places. It is. It is very rough. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, Well, when it gets rough, it gets rough type thing. But most of the time, it's, like, pretty on point. But like, but that is not with, to be said that it is without virtue. Like mm-hmm. there is a lot of really excellent storytelling, a lot of phenomenally creative and expressive uh, monster design. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then also some lighthearted fucking fairies that follow them around and sometimes to go into super cute oh, weird yeah. poses. 
that does not balance out the darkness. Like you can't just <laughs> have a fairy just put that in there and then <laughs> next looking at like this pile of children corpses and just be like, ah, yes, tone has been balanced. I have achieved. <laughs> hey, I have uh, successfully lightened the mood. I mean, that's, I guess that's the, like throughout time. And by time, I mean, even when it was made back in the day and everything, people, people still have the same opinion on this particular anime of Berserk and the fact mm. that it rivals, it almost rivals Evangelion as how dark can we actually get? How like bleak can we, I, I hate to use the yeah. word dark because that is so general. Like how depressing can we actually get? That's a good word for it. It's type thing. Which doesn't make it bad, which doesn't ma- I'm not saying that is a bad thing, because I like Berserk too. It is extremely creative in how it tells its story. Uh, the same way I like Evangelion. It is extremely creative how it tells its story. However, <laughs> I will say that I am not the bleak guy. Adam is the bleak guy. So I can only take so much of that before I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. <laughs> all yeah. right, Shinji, shut up. Just get over it. I'm tired. I'm tired of your shit. I'm tired. I'm, I'm it, done. Berserk is not the most like hopeless or the most nihilistic series out there. Like I think there are other things that uh, are more pessimistic in their worldview. Like there weirdly is kind of an optimism at the heart of. Oh Berserk. yeah. Uh, but when it comes to bleakness, like it is difficult for me to think of any media that's bleaker than Berserk. It's really up there. Uh, anyways, I don't remember why I was talking about this other than chibi and super deformed. Yeah, well, that, that's, like, that's exactly why you were talking about it, where it yeah. can be tone-breaking unless the whole series or whatever, even with movies, is like that. So yeah. it usually it's, happens it's, more in series, It speaks though. to like a broader sense of, like I find a lot of anime like very chaotic in tone. Um, mm. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, but like uh, uh, I have specific memories of watching like the Helsing <laughs> anime, and then it which one the o- to... the original or the OVA? Uh, the OVA I think is what I'm thinking of specifically, but I I watched both in college. And I don't I mean, think we both I would. Did. <laughs> I don't think I think it would be some real tryhard edgelord shit if I tried to watch it now. I don't think it would hit the same. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that is the funny thing about it though. Because I mean, I guess that's gonna we're gonna get into that later. Yeah. Um but that just cracks me up though of how far we've come and how where it was, where the tone or the temperature was back then. Mm. Because it wasn't just us who liked Helsing. It was like it was an entire vibe of the anime community of, yeah. oh my goodness. And, but OVAs, like the, what is, OVAs are basically the remakes of the original, it, it, like, it series type things. It just means kind of like, uh, here's a... Updated version. It almost just means like, here's a movie. Yeah. Like, it, it, like OVA is a really broad umbrella. I think it just stands for like, what is it, original video yeah, I, I forget what it. Yeah, I I forget what it actually stands for. I think it is like original, something. Uh, original video animation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically just a film that's uh, made for film and not for broadcast television, which yeah. means that they are not bound to the same, you know, 
they're 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 not holding back in the same way. Yeah, so basically. if you've got something that's going to be violent or uh, have uh, scintillating content, like an OVA is going to be where they're going to push that content. Yeah. So yeah, back I remember back then, like we all thought that was awesome. Like we made music videos about it, <laughs> like, yes, in Movie Maker, it was great. <laughs> oh boy, absolutely like cavemen banging rocks together. <laughs> yeah, start somewhere. It's like I know this is great. <laughs> yeah, woo! I made but, an Avatar um, video about the second season. It was yeah. awesome. I put that oh. I put that shit to like the Mortal Kombat music. Remember? Oh, I forgot about that one. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, uh, uh, you did Wonder Boy, didn't you? Yes, I also did that, too. Um, <laughs> Tenacious D's uh, yeah, Wonder Boy starring yeah. Zuko and uh, <laughs> Iroh. And, and Uncle Iroh. It was great. <laughs> people liked it. When I showed it to people, they are like, this is actually funny. Yeah. Um, I also didn't manage to finish, but I showed you a little bit of the uh, uh, Macho Man uh, music video oh, that I made yeah. for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man, I had such a good time trying to do that. <laughs> I forgot about it. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, oh, uh, man, it's such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> such a good time. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, uh, times have changed now. Like everybody's got to be like super serious about their stuff, and I'm like, oh man, guys. I think that us in college specifically, um, going to anime. This was an extremely common trajectory for the animation students where we would be studying the the old masters and it's just like, ah, look at Pinocchio. Observe the multiplane camera. See the mastery of lighting and physics and the 12 principles of animation. And we're all there and we're like, yes, queen, slay. Like <laughs> the Pinocchio in the cage of the back of Stromboli's wagon. Mwah, immaculate. Oh man, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking about just See, you're you're thinking Monstro. about the bro- yeah, you're thinking about the broader thing, like the broader composition scenes. All I'm yeah. thinking about is character uh, animation and like the the head wiggle in um, it's really good, you know, in Baloo and everything like that, or not Baloo, but um, Aristocats with George or not George. Oh, sure. Uh, ah, Edgar, Edgar's head wiggle all the time that he would do in a 3D space. And he would mm-hmm. always do it, and it's the hardest thing to do ever. <laughs> and I love it. Oh man! But it's but so the point good. is that like there would be so much of like our education that was about this classical shit, and we would then be like, "All right, this is cool. This is all for children, though. Where's the adult animation? Mm-hmm. And anime was the only adult animation that was available. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in so many ways. Like, you had what? Like, you had Fritz the Cat and the other, like, works of Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph and, Bakshi, who's just like, <laughs> he had his own thing going. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you wanted, like, I want a mature story, and by that I mean swearing in blood, and I want to see some, like, cool fight scenes and stuff, anime was the place to go. It was almost the only place to go. Yeah. And, and there was a wide variety of it, too. Because yeah. that's that's the thing. Like, if you... I mean, it, it's very well known now, but back then we were so surprised when, like, every time I was like, oh, I like this, though. I don't really like, you know... The swords and or the ninjas and stuff like that. Oh well, we got Cowboy Bebop for you, and we're like, wait, what? 
And then yeah. and then Sunrise just kept getting hit after hit after hit, like Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, which is like my first one of my personal favorites. And it's I'm like, great. I can't believe they even thought this was a thing. Why have Why doesn't anybody else do this? Like, I love that. that like, Samurais are cool, but add hip talk to it and be un- unapologetic about it. And I'm like, sure, I'll take that. I'll eat that all day. And I was yeah. like. Is there more stuff like this? Oh, hell yeah. You ever heard of Afro, <laughs> Sham- Afro Samurai? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> so. Uh, I, I maintain that the um the graffiti episode of Samurai Champloo is like an all-time great oh, episode. Oh, really? Yeah, that is, that is very good. I, I mean, I can't pick my favorite out of that whole show because I, I love the, like every episode, I love something about it. Mm. And like the shots are so good and everything. And we're getting off. We're getting into the weeds of that kind now of stuff. Now we're just cause... getting to, to what we like and yeah. stuff. But um, but like I I the the point that I was slouching towards was that like for uh us in the animation school in the animation program, like this was where you went for uh quote unquote grown up animation animation for young kids hip animation like Mm -hmm. it was the cool stuff and now like before even when we were in college where the lines were already becoming hazy and there were people debating on whether or not avatar the last airbender or even teen titans the original teen titans show totally totally like even then the lines were hazy and now it's just who knows but also you don't have to go to that one well like now a lot of that has spread out across the entire industry like animation is still primarily viewed as a children's medium but we're seeing a lot more diversity of what kind of stuff is being shown and also just a lot more uh uh uh, audiences being catered to you already mentioned intergalactic Mm -hmm. and i think it's so fucking cool that <laughs> uh, yes, my master. that there is yes, my just, yes. uh, I think it's so cool that there is a animation that's for adults that is about adult topics and adult themes that is just allowed to be a rom com. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it doesn't have to be anything else complicated. Oh, yeah. They don't they have to, to give anyone superpowers. You don't, it doesn't it's have to be an isekai. To be, yes. That like, is the it's just, biggest thing no dragons. There's no dragons. Uh, <laughs> there's no it's, dragons. Just, it's just allowed to be small and intimate and yeah. for adults in yeah. a way that animation was not able to be. And I, I mean, uh, Arcane also, like, mm-hmm. absolutely world-class fight scenes. If you want great fight scenes, like... Stuff they're... that I was impressed by, and I'm not impressed by a lot of stuff on, in animation, especially catering to a Western audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it usually they go, like, kind of mid. <laughs> yeah. But... Arcane was on another level. To the work, this is why I always keep saying, what are the French smoking? Seriously, <laughs> what are they on? Because they keep yeah, having good stuff like this a lot. Like, yeah. even before this, it was, we were talking in the green room a little bit about Doofus. That is, mm-hmm. like, French anime, if I ever saw it. 
And I remember back in the day, I used to watch stuff like that, like clips and stuff of that on like when YouTube was at its infancy and whatnot and everything. And I'm like, this is amazing. This animation is amazing. <laughs> Where are they from? Oh, France, of course. So yeah. I was like, what are they doing? The the the, the freaks at Goblins doing yeah, some yeah, I know. degenerate shit. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Goblins, you guys. I mean are they're incredible. still they're still doing stuff. I, I follow them on YouTube and they're still do their student work and everything. I'm like, well I went to animation school for nothing. Yep. Yeah. I what can was retire the now. Point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their work is so incredible. Uh wow. But like, like yeah, that, like, like whatever, whatever you used to get yeah. out of it that like felt like it was something exclusive to anime has now those lines have blurred and it's now bled across the world mm -hmm. um, in a way that I view as purely a positive thing, purely an additive thing. Like mm -hmm. I, my, my, the drum that I have beat for years and years is that like animation is for everyone and everything and i want to see it used for more things like i i want to see more r-rated animation that is for adults that is not edgelord shit that is yeah. not just like we're gonna love death and robots and there's gonna be titties and blood like yeah. no it can just be intergalactic and be a, be a small no. scale drama yeah <laughs> Yeah, some no, people yeah, some people want no. that i mean it's good like you said it's for everything so yeah. if that can exist and also something else and also yes. this that's what we want we want variety because then yes you could be an anime fan with other anime fans and you all can like different things totally and yes that can start like start some shit but mature people will be like yeah, that's cool. Oh, I never heard of that. Let me check that out. That sounds like a cool idea. That's how I got into mech anime. Because mm -hmm. I watched um, Big O when it was on Toonami. Because Toonami's yep. on another level. <laughs> Toonami was just on another level. Thank you, but... Toonami, for being the gateway for an entire generation. Even though you introduced so many insufferable students into my animation class. <laughs> Get them out. <laughs> <laughs> hey but i, I mean I, I completely 100 get that too but um at the same time i'm like i my first and probably number one favorite anime of all time is yu yu Hakusho, which i found on oh. on mm -hmm. toonami that's my show my show means uh that's my first that's the first one i actually got into and watched the entire series um, I liked the idea by it. I liked the character, even though he was an asshole, but he was also like sure a high was. school student. And I thought it was hilarious because they didn't care. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I loved, I love that. Um, and I just thought it was so cool. And I love the, uh, the theme, the ending theme, even though you shat on it. I remember uh, years <laughs> ago. Years ago. Oh, it's been you're so like, long. Years ago. you're No, you said one specific scene in the end intro. Like, he's like, that walk cycle sucks. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I know, but it's not about the walk cycle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, these are the conversations we had back in the day, too. Yes, because I would show him something cool. I was always that friend. 
Adam, look at this. This is so awesome. Yeah, well, that sucks. I'm like, you know what? Shut up. Why did I even I come know. here? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry for past Adam. No, it, and it's I'm fine. also sorry for present Adam because uh, there was like a trailer for the, the video game Dredge, which I really like. I think that's a really cool game mm-hmm. that does a lot with a little. And they had a, a, a trailer which featured like some animated inserts, which aren't in the final game. So it's just for the trailer. And I watch it. I'm like, I love the vibes. Like the, I think the music is cool. Like the whole thing that they're going for is great. Pretty bad walk cycle. (laughs) Got a hitch right there. (laughs) And then the game just gives you that look, the side eye of like, yeah, just really turns to me. It's just like, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the, I'm like, sorry, it's, I'm poisoned. It's not my See, fault. <laughs> that is that is so that is such an Adam thing to. That never went away, and that always cracked me up. They're like, "Sorry, <laughs> Adam <laughs> said that in that way for years, and it hasn't gone away." And I love it because yeah. it had because he, he. I mean, back in the day, obviously it was uh, kind of insufferable, but granted, both of us were insufferable because I was mm. excited about everything and didn't hem myself in rate it back and you would always tell me to chill out dude it's it's just this and i'm like no <laughs> this is going to change the game you have to understand <laughs> nowadays i'm like yeah it's all right it's all right it's all right yeah i i definitely calmed down too so yeah i know but i'm still a real nitpicker when it comes to animation but, but that's but that's but that's your thing though um, I know because it's not a, it's not a great brand, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it de- it depends on the it depends on the crowd you're in or the space you're in because I at least know what you're talking about when you nitpick that stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, I get it, but that's not the intention because I can actually you know articulate now <laughs> instead of back of they was like, well, you suck, so you suck, so go yeah. away, <laughs> go away with your nonsense. I already know what that means, but I don't care because that's cool. Now I know, and I like, still do believe that the rule of cool is a thing, but I yes. also, but I am also very specific about it now too because I'm like, yeah, just because you say it's cool doesn't mean actually mean it's cool. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm very sensitive to rule of cool nonsense, um, which is more common in anime than other stuff. That's what I was. Like, getting, that's what no I was means, going at. It's by, by no means exclusive to it, but like, um. I, I, I just really feel like a, a sense of verisimilitude and connection with the world and characters are probably like my my biggest values when it comes to media. I want it to feel like there's an internal consistency. I want it to feel like there's a logic and a follow through, which is why I maintain that uh, minor spoiler for Avatar, The Last Airbender, if you've never seen it. Uh, bloodbending is the coolest shit that has ever been put to television. And it's not just cool because the episode is cool, which it is, uh, but also because it was like the culmination of literally years of us theory crafting, like <laughs> logically, let's talk yeah. about bending. Let's talk about the the limitations of this rule set. And let's talk about the possibility space. Oh, we, we did that like, a lot. We did that a lot. 
and the fact that we were able to say like a logical extension of water bending would be to bend the water in the body of a living thing yeah and then to see it follow through and show up in the show and just be like like it felt incredibly rewarding to like have my observation validated to feel like i had a firm enough grasp on the fiction that i was able to predict possibility space that had not been explicitly mentioned in the show like i mean to me that's so cool and and also that just shows good world building in my opinion which that's what i loved i love really good world building Mm -hmm. um like that's and that's that's hilarious too because speaking of anime which can be described as an anime is steven universe and that's how usually me and adam kind of function arc wise is adam is very much what you could not stop talking about and i'm not saying this is bad i'm saying this is good because you were into this and you notice it which means you're invested in it which means you know what's good and what's bad when it comes to it is the character arcs between the characters in that show Mm -hmm. meanwhile when i talked about it i was like oh the well, I can't believe they thought of this. This is so good. I can't believe that that design is so well good. That's so well done, and the silhouette is so great. I love yeah. this. This is such a good upgrade. This actually makes sense as an upgrade for the character and everything. Mm-hmm. It, we were on the same wavelength, but on different zones, basically. Yeah. We were we were appreciating different facets of the same gem, and I think that's what anime does a lot, even when one. Like, even with, like, a single anime, it, I think it tends to do that a lot. I think that's what's, I think, one of the biggest strengths when it comes to anime, you know, what, what however we define it, is there's a lot of stuff to like in one thing. Because that's what, how people usually get these types of, like, into these, a lot of these types of things. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, for an example, um, I liked mech anime, but... I was like always like the big like Gundam stuff and everything like that. I was like, okay, that's cool. And it's a lot of melodramatic nonsense and stuff, but it's still cool and everything. And then somebody mentioned one of the greatest anime, if not the greatest, supposedly greatest mech anime of all time, um, which is Gura Lagan. And I was blown away by that series. I was absolutely blown away. I'm like, this is something, and I always say this, like, I don't know if this has become a catchphrase in this podcast or whatnot, but this is something I would make. <laughs> it's like, yep. it was fantastic. I was like, this, these characters are like cartoony enough. The, the, the style is there. The story is there. I love the story, but also they went absolutely crazy with the action. And I'm like, this is the kind of shit that I would make up. <laughs> and it fits, though. It fits. And there's still an emotional story to it and everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm If I would never have known. Um, but that's just one example. I think the example, the, I think the biggest example of a lot of people liking it, liking something for different reasons and that we've had multiple conversations about this particular anime is, uh, I already mentioned it a little bit, but uh, Full Metal Alchemist, both the series, the original and Brotherhood. 
Um, I think a lot of people, because it's not just us who have this conversation of, you know, uh, just about that anime. But I think that is, yeah. in my opinion, one of the big biggest culminations of, you know, many different styles and genres and stuff like that. Because it's not, it's not a samurai thing. It, you know, it's very much what 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 does it take place? Like early nineteen hundreds or something. Universe. It's Germany. an alternate universe. <laughs> war series that what well, it's it's allusions to yeah to to fascist germany but you don't realize it until pretty like it doesn't yeah, become later on yeah the the, it, the subtext doesn't become text until quite late uh but like yeah it, it, this alternate universe fantasy war series mm-hmm. that has a tone that doesn't actually fit into what you would expect from that description yeah, like it's it's very adventuresome, and I yeah, it it is very adventuresome, and I think that I think the tone works in its favor on sometimes, and then not in its favor in other times. And I think we've had like not arguments, but talks about this between us, like how the tone is just weird um, in certain parts, or how in the two different series, one goes to one way. The original goes one way and the second series goes another way completely. Yeah. And they change a lot of the, they add like what they add is, you know, what they continue with the, the second series, which is brotherhood, what they continue with the series, I think is good, but what they replace from the old series, I don't think is good. And I think that's a lot yeah. of big arguments where the emotional, the emotional weight is in the first series. The emotional weight is like straight yes. up. That is one of the few times that I've actually shed tears. And I am, I'm not that kind of like a person that all the time. And I'm not saying that's like a horrible thing, but like, I, I just never really did that. But that is one of the few times where I was like this, like you, you know, the specific episode I'm, I'm talking about. Oh, and yeah. Everybody the, the, who's watched this knows the, the famous- episode. There's like two yeah. famous sad parts in Full Metal Alchemist, and they're both done better in the original series. Yes, and I 100% agree with that. However, I do think that Brotherhood finishes the series better. So, yeah. And I think that's my, where we uh, kind of differ, which, you know, I get yeah. it, but... My you know. tight two minutes on Full Metal Alchemist is that... Um, I think that the widely... You know, I have no idea what the widely accepted opinion is because I don't. <laughs> well, there is no uh, widely accepted I'm... opinion because every th- everybody has a different opinion about. <laughs> if you want to watch it, quote unquote, the best way, you watch the first series up to a certain point, up yeah. to a pivotal character's death, and then you pivot to the second series and you finish it out there. Yeah. However, my controversial opinion is that entirely too long and i don't think that it ends that well uh i think that the series is fully a season of television longer than it should be and i'm very sensitive to these kind of editing and pacing issues um i they really frustrate me and so it just felt like brotherhood was just like spinning its wheels and wasting its my time constantly and then ultimately like the the final conclusion like didn't feel that profound and didn't feel i don't know like it just didn't work for me i was Mm -hmm. pretty cranky by the end of it um (laughs) 
I understand that I'm in a vast minority. Like, tons of people put Full Metal Alchemist as their number one of all time. Greatest. Which is wrong in a world where Dragon Ball Z exists. But, no, you, uh, oh, you mean Dragon Ball? I don't even want to hear Z if you're talking about greatest. I, 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 want to I hear really like Dragon, Dragon Ball. See, Original Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball is, is really fun. Orig- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Original Dragon Ball... In my opinion, and that might be a controversial opinion, actually, because a lot of people really love Z. Yeah. But I'm like, nah, I'm sorry. I kind of grew up on Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball, in my opinion, is too tight. It's tight. It, it It's it's scaled down to a, a, a perfect Goldilocks level, in my opinion. Mm. So, and also, like, the power level is just manageable. Well, well that's like, what I mean. It's scaled down to about- a, Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I complain about Dragon Ball Z all the time is like the first enemy who shows up in that show <laughs> blows up a planet. Yes. And then it just keeps going. Where do you go from there? You already blew up a planet. Uh, like Gura Logan is on the phone and wants to speak to you. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I get it though. I totally get it, which is why I say Dragon Ball or original Dragon Ball superior. Do I like yeah. Dragon Ball Z sometimes? Of course, the Boo Saga is awesome. But I will say that nothing tops just regular old little kid Goku running around <laughs> acting like a mook. It's so. great. And also the Nimbus Cloud uh, is way oh, more yeah. fun than just flying. Yeah. I wasn't trying to, to talk shit on Dragon Ball Z. I oh, yes, had a ton was. of fun with Dragon Ball Z <laughs> yeah. as a kid. I was trying to go for like the most basic bitch answer where it's just yeah. like, Hey, random person off the street, name any anime. And it's like, uh... <laughs> Dragon Ball uh, Z. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Sailor Moon. Yeah. Naruto 2. Yeah, I mean, Bro yeah. Ruto. <laughs> Bro Ruto. <laughs> that's really um, funny, considering. But, uh... That's one yeah. anime I'd never watched, either. I'd never watched an- uh, Naruto. Everybody kept I telling me, hey, you need some, to... some... Some... I read some... Naruto mm-hmm. in someone's copy of Shonen Jump at a summer camp. <laughs> and I thought it was the shit. Really? Because I was at a summer camp. Wow. But, uh, like, yeah, yeah, like, as an adult, I'm not going to muster up the energy to watch 900 episodes that's, of Ninja That's Adventures. too much. That's, that's, that's too much. That Well, that sounds like some Inuyasha shit, though, too. Because I remember, even back in the day, people were like, oh, Inuyasha, it's so Inuyasha. good. And I was like, eh. And then I and then I was really it was like, and eh. see, I man, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather watch Sailor Moon than watch Inuyasha. So uh, why are you talk about it in that tone of voice? Sailor Moon fucking whips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because season I want of the season <laughs> one of the original Sailor Moon. I maintain is like a Power Rangers for girls masterpiece. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, that's so what I fun. It's so goofy. From what I've seen of it, yes, that is exactly what it is. But I'm I'm not versed enough to say I'm a Sailor Moon fan because I haven't watched enough of it. But from what I've seen of it, it is like it is straight up like Power Power Rangers, like Magical Girls Power Rangers. And I was like, this is actually awesome. Why is it like? But that's a whole perception of anime. Like it's so subversive. That's another thing we can talk about. Is anime yeah. is so stupidly subversive because like. Uh, uh, like okay, my favorite, my favorite, um, anime movie is from nineteen 
89, I believe. Is it 89? Mm. No, it's not 89. It's like 1992. Um, Whisper of the Heart. I love the oh. shit out of that movie. It God, is how so- have we gone this whole time without mentioning Studio Ghibli? Oh, because, because Studio Ghibli is an entire 30 minutes in itself. That's one for sure. But, I mean, we can get into it now, obviously, but Whisper of the Heart is my all-time favorite anime it's movie. It's wonderful. Because it is so delightful, and every time I watch it, I get goose goosebumps because I'm like, I wish I grew up in this, like, this kid zone, which I, I mean, I realize I did, but then those feelings come back up. Like it's that kind of a, it, there's like, there's no action in it. It's just straight up a love story. And in the, it's a love story in like, I don't know how they did this. It's the same way. It's the same way. Wolf children is a straight up like parenting. Like, do you mean wolf walkers? No, wolf, wolf children. What are, what's wolf children? You never saw wolf children. Don't oh, so. Wolf Children is like very delightful too. About just uh, it's like a straight up growing up uh, movie about this woman. It is so that's another one that's so oh. subversive because it's just about a woman who falls in love with a werewolf and it's like a no big deal thing and then he ends up <laughs> passing away. Spoiler alert! But um, and then she has to raise these two wolf children on her own, and it's like oh my goodness, this is so cute. Oh my goodness, this is so heartbreaking. What? Uh, <laughs> Why I'm, am I'm I gonna, I'm genuinely gonna put that on my list. That that one looks that one It's looks good. Fun. It's it's surprisingly good because I, I that's another one I was recommended. It's like, dude, you gotta watch this. It's actually good. If you like Whisper of the Heart and movies like that, which mm. I do, um then you gotta watch this. And you know what's funny is I watched I I watched quite a bit of those types of movies that are animated. That are more dramas than anything. Yeah. And I appreciate that in anime, that they do that a lot more often than... Or, now, mind you, I'm I'm trying to, like, rack my brain for other, like, more maybe Western stuff that does mm. that. That are specifically animation. I'm not talking, like, you know, live action. I'm talking about animation that specifically goes that route of drama. And right now, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> But it, I know anime is, does it a lot. This is also like such a great illustration of what I was talking about, where it's just like, a, as animation students, it just felt like the possibility space of animation was so much wider, where you could have Dragon Ball Z as targeted towards young kids, just a wacky action adventure, and you could also have Whisper of the Heart, which is just like a the smallest stakes possible slice of life. First that's a, that's what it is. Slice kind of, of life. I I enjoy those because uh, yeah. that's like actually a specific anime genre, <laughs> like slice yeah. of life stuff. Um, and yeah, I I I echo your sentiment of I love the idea of having multiple things. Um, and I and I like the I also I all you know over the years I got way more comfortable with this obviously, but. Back in the day, I was always so surprised when I found that I really liked this specific movie or this specific show mm-hmm. about this specific genre, like Slice of Life. I love Slice of the Life stuff. Yeah. And I never Big thought fan. I would be there. I never thought I would be there because I was like, oh, this is just melodrama stuff. But some of this stuff is super sweet. And I was like, it's got so much heart. It's so uh, much. And it feels so honest. That's what I love about it. It's like, it feels honest. 
when it's like almost it sometimes it does have like some straight up melodrama because like especially sure, with romance sure. stuff and i'm like you you all J- japanese people <laughs> you have some straight up like you know tv drama stuff and that's what they do is straight up that like you yeah. never love me and you will never love this this man as i love <laughs> i'm like okay okay in <laughs> the rain just... in the rain and they stand there they hold that shot for literally a minute and i'm like uh, oh, i get it <laughs> okay and then there's the reverse shot of the dude and he's just like oh and then she runs off and then he's like oh wait a minute and then he gets like hit by a bus <laughs> no, 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 no! You 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 forget. No, it's it's not like that. No, you you're missing a step. He he mm. waits while she runs yeah. off, and then he's like, "Wait!" Oh, right. <laughs> you you see his hand uh, yeah, yeah. in the rain, and then it balls into a fist, <laughs> and then he runs off. And then while and then it's like super like, "Oh, wait, stop!" And then when she looks back just when he looks yeah. looks back he gets hit by a bus yeah and then it's like and it's in everything... and it's in a moving hold where like his arm is outstretched <laughs> yeah. and it's lingering and there's that slight parallax in the rain and then you see the bus coming into frame and, and then it speeds up and then it goes right into, <laughs> then it goes right into normal speed and then she's like <gasps> and then her hair like floats like just ever so yeah. slightly up and then she's like and, and then, then she drops something and then like her like book is like silhouetted as it like slowly floats through the air rotating yeah. beautifully. Uh, he's fine. He just got his arm in like a cast or something. No, in no, no. Shot. You, but you but the drama, the you heart. Skip the ste- you skip the step again because <laughs> she goes there and then they, you know, it, it starts the dramatic music. The, I was picking up in your name. You know that you know that like rock anthem that they have in Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. But anyway, we just we just did an entire anime. We did half of the genre of the thing. That's exactly what you're gonna get. And if you enjoy that, please one, like and subscribe to us. Thank you. And also, yeah. go find the Slice of Life uh, anime and watch it. And then, you know, thank us. Totally. So, because that's exactly what you're going to get. By, so. by the way, we have been like loosely talking about the second question, uh, which was is it more about the animation or the storytelling? Like, what oh, makes yeah. anime anime? And I, I think that, it. like, we really are kind of being uncharitable, but also kind of being very accurate when we <laughs> say that, like, Anime really is like kind of a collection of tropes that are just kind of jumbled up in a different order mm-hmm. every time. Like it feels like there are all of these beats that are so well worn that like you just know them by heart. And then any individual show kind of feels like it's just, you know, playing around with the Lego pieces, playing around with the order, playing around with the color, playing around with the intensity. Uh, but like, there is such a even if you took it to a different medium like i feel like the anime style of storytelling still often would shine through because it's a very distinct thing mm-hmm. like it's it, it feels like it has a very recognizable identity beyond just the medium if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah yeah, I and agree. And I think that what we're picking up on is really just uh, Japanese storytelling sensibilities, you know, uh, in the same way that, you know, you're playing a Metal Gear game and it's, ugh, Metal Gear. Yes, Snake. 
Uh, don't forget to eat your grilled cheese. Ugh, grilled cheese. Like, he's not just doing... Like, it's a hilarious to, to you know, make fun of that kind of stuff, but that's, like, what we're riffing on is a Japanese form of active listening, where mm-hmm. the person who's listening repeats part of the phrase back in order to show their engagement. Yep. And it's a trope that's so tightly ingrained in the medium that we don't even realize that necessarily. Like, when you take it into Metal Gear Solid and it doesn't look like it's Japanese animation and it takes place in the Cold War starring an American protagonist, but he's still doing these anime-ass things. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, that has some real anime energy. Like, yeah. it's it's not the medium, it's not the look, but it is the storytelling and it is those tropes and it is that way of delivering. It's the culture. The culture permeated. Mm-hmm. Um... In the art form and that happens with every culture but specifically a lot of the times in anime you get those that culture because the thing is they do this in real life like mm-hmm. that is a lot of the culture of very expressive oh and, and but you have to realize how suppressed that culture is especially for young people too so and what so when they let loose they let loose and then that shows up. You want to? You wonder why there's so many salarymen anime? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead yeah. serious. There's so many like salarymen. I was a salaryman in this world, and now I'm a you know, you know, I'm a superhero in this in the next life or something like that. It's 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 so culturally significant to their identity of I feel like I'm this. I want totally. to be more like One Punch Man is literally that. <laughs> that yeah, is tons, what, yeah. Ton, tons of stories about, you know, uh, societal expectations and <laughs> uh, finding individuality and, or just even just being in the system because, like, <laughs> I, you know, I think about a show like Agretzko, which oh, yeah. is, yeah. Uh, you know, all about that salaryman lifestyle, you know, <laughs> just about dealing with stupid bosses and uh, inter office relationships and not having a social life and being desperate to, to express yourself and to have an identity and not knowing how to find the time or how to find the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that yeah. show is extremely popular because people get it. They understand all too well in, you know, it, I, I really enjoy that anime can do that for so many people mm-hmm. um and like you said like the influence is like permeating so many other things but like there's nothing quite like the source and for some reason they just keep cranking out stuff that is like oh well i'm into bookkeeping you know they have an anime for that right <laughs> what i'm into totally. cooking they have several anime for that oh, i yeah. have like i'm into um I I swear this is a real thing. Yeah. They they are into um uh I mean they have an anime for uh making a government. Like all the boring Uh-oh. stuff of politics. They're like, "Oh, they have an anime for that, you know?" And they're like They have an anime. They have several anime for just art, for artists, painters. Sure. Just if Sports you like to anime paint, is huge. Oh man. Oh man. 
sports uh, anime. Can I just say, like, I, I, wa- <laughs> I don't want to derail it, but I do want to just, like, uh, a little thing on Agretzko. Uh, there's a store in my town called World Market where they Did you have... take me to that before? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe? Maybe. Okay, can't continue. I'm sorry. Uh, but they've got, like, weirdo curios and uh, occasionally some interesting ingredients for cooking in the cooking section. They also have like furniture and shit. It's a weird, it's a weird store. Uh, but they do have like a fairly prominent Japanese section, which has, you know, kind of the usual, like, Oh, here's where you get Pocky and, you know, other weird, uh, obscure snacks. However, they do also have, uh, weirdo energy drinks. And when I go, (laughs) I do usually get an Agretzko branded can of liquid rage energy drink. (laughs) They actually uh, just be- exist. Just because I think it's funny. I just want to have a can of liquid rage. <laughs> that's that's really funny, actually. I didn't even know that existed, but that does surprise me that it exists. So mm. Yeah, but I mean that's that's just so I don't know why that's so heartwarming. Like we were talking we didn't go too much into it, but I think Studio Ghibli is so stupidly heartwarming on all fronts. Now, mind you, it's also hilarious. It's become a meme almost because, you know, the Studio Ghibli grandfather, um, Kao Miyazaki, is the most, like, old man, old man you will ever old man. Like, he is... The the compare and contrast uh, meme of uh, (laughs) Hideo Miyazaki you know creating beautiful lush worlds and just like chain smoking and being like everything's a piece of shit yeah and then you have jinji ito <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the call the college frat boy who's like i'm here to Hang- have fun <laughs> yeah hanging out at parties and just being like i'm gonna make the most horrifying shit you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that meme by the way that meme yeah. still cracks me up to this day mm. like yeah. yeah the whole thing um okay here's another shout out another shout out to doug uh, what we like to quote to ourselves all the time, like quote to each other all the time is, anime is a mistake. <laughs> anime was a mistake. Yeah, that's a great... Because uh, he has said that game. before. He's like, anime was a mistake. And we take a yeah. drag of our cigarette. And it uh, never existed. For the record, the uh, official position of Halftone Takes as a podcast is that we don't believe in auteur theory and Hayao Miyazaki, while undeniably talented, is not the only person who makes Studio Ghibli special. So, no, uh, he is not. Absolutely yeah. not. Especially because no one ever talks about the co-founder of Studio Ghibli. Uh, uh, oh, no, I totally am blanking on it. Yes. Isao Takahashi. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, know it start, I know it started with an either an E or an I, so... Yeah, it's, it's an I. But, it's an I, uh, yeah. The, the, the long I. Uh, also, yeah, I but, think his son is doing stuff, too. So, uh, Takahashi or Miyazaki? Um, how Miyazaki's son. I think yeah, his Goro son is Miyazaki doing Miyazaki has directed yeah. a few movies and uh, none of them are really worth writing home about. He did the pretty bad Earthsea. Oh, see, I don't think think Earthsea is that bad. I don't yeah, I don't bad. think it's I don't think it's bad. I think it's average, but I don't think it's bad. Well, comparative to everything else. That's the thing like, is it's still beautiful. It's just Sure. It's okay. Like in a in a vacuum, it approaches adequacy as like just a uh, an animated adventure film. But yeah. it is, you know, it's it's adapting source material that's like, what about if we made a fantasy world where, you know, it's about dark skinned people who are seafaring uh you know, on an archipelago. Mm-hmm. Like and that's 
the whole thing. And then it's like, oh, well, our movie is going to be just, you know, a a country and there's going to be a castle and it's going to have a bunch of white people. Yeah. He's like, yeah. What does that mean? I I get that, too. I mean, if we're going to talk. okay, so we're officially into that space now um, of uh, Studio Ghibli. And we have, and hilariously, I still think, we have, me and Adam have um, varying opinions on a lot of, basically the library of uh, films from Studio Ghibli. Yeah, the um, filmography. Yeah, the filmography. Um, we have very, I didn't know we had that many varying opinions on a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. um, that is something that... Um, is very interesting that I would like to talk about um, because what was the one I saw? The uh, ah, shoot, it's not the 3D one. That one was actually not. Uh, what is I, that? Earwig and the, yeah. the witch's curse or something like that? Yeah, and I was like, mm, I don't want to say this is bad, but uh it, it didn't capture the vibe it didn't capture no, like no. like here's the thing like nino cooney which is a video game captures the vibe of ghibli better man than that, i think <laughs> i i love the first nino cooney nino cooney mm. was awesome i played the shit out of that game but anyway um like everybody likes oh no 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 not everybody uh because you told me this one's not your favorite but um um princess mononoke like you said, yeah, that's not necessarily that, your favorite. It's kind of in the middle of my rankings, which is controversial. Yeah. I, I mean, it, when I think about it, it is kind of for me, too, actually. Mm. Now, what I didn't know is that you put Castle in the Sky in your, like, top, top. And I was like, wait a minute. No, because that's my top. That's my favorite. I know. Like, we're, so- we're the, uh, we're the uh, what is it, commando, like, you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah. handshake. Oh, man, that's, that's amazing. Because I was yeah. like... Cause that's that's my that was my reaction when I when I said that and you're like no I love Castle in the Sky I was like you do I didn't Castle know in that. the Sky is like the best action adventure movie this side of Indiana Jones oh, like it's man. so fun it's so charming it's so and also, great it does my favorite Studio Ghibli trope this is a trope that's exclusive. Well, not exclusive to Studio Ghibli, but like frequently shows up in Studio Ghibli and I love it every single time, which is buff dudes getting into a fist fight and every single punch lands. <laughs> like it's just two people punching each other full force, square in the face. And they smile and at each forth, other. And they're both psyched. They're into yeah, they're, it. Yeah, they just, they're just like each hit. They're like, they just smile at each other and say, okay, Right, yeah. right. Whack. <laughs> good one buddy my turn and the other guy's like, like yeah uh, all right good one buddy and then my the turn. entire town and then the entire town erupts <laughs> in a big fist fight it is oh, the funniest thing it's so good i don't know like that it's, it's is so like, character it, driven that's what's great about it that whole yeah. that whole sequence is so character driven because you see it coming and you can't wait you can't wait for it to happen yeah, it's delightful. And then the um the the finale for Porco Rosso does the same thing, and it's yeah, also yeah. I haven't so seen that mo- funny to me. I haven't seen that movie in literally. I've only seen it once, and that was when it's I was great. in college. I need to watch it again because I I remember liking it. I just don't. I haven't yeah. seen it in years to the point I forget a lot of it. 
You'd love it. So, oh like, yeah, yeah, I super mean, charming. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I know there's nothing like the the you know, the Yamadas. Yeah, it's like my neighbors the Yamadas. I think. Ah, uh, I love my neighbor the Yamadas. The, yeah, that though that is funny. That is surprisingly mm. funny. I didn't know I was gonna laugh that hard, yeah. but um, and, but, and that's the thing is that like when you talk about Studio Ghibli, so many people are just like, oh yeah, of course, my neighbor Totoro. Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. How how's me how's House Moving, Moving Castle? Castle. Yeah. Maybe you get a Kiki's delivery service thrown in there. Oh man. But like yeah. there are some weirdo members of the Ghibli catalog that like almost Paul never get Poco. talked about. Let's talk about Paul Poco. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely rock bottom of my Ghibli rankings. <laughs> I can conceptually understand why it's a movie that would be important to someone and could resonate with them, but it's so inside baseball for, for Japanese culture mm-hmm. that like, I, I just do not have fun with it. I mean, um, I, I, I'm making, I'm making a joke because we talked about this on length before, but I admit I saw that in Adam just gets cringe <laughs> whenever I mention <laughs> that. He's like, don't <laughs> stop it's rough stuff but yeah um, but yeah like uh that uh, we're we're talking about um basically and again i find this to be a shame like uh, the obscure ones that we're talking about are basically the collective works of isao takahata mm-hmm. who does not get nearly the recognition and i think it's largely because he doesn't do crowd pleasers in the same way no he does not no he does not uh you know no one's gonna call grave of the fireflies a crowd pleaser (laughs) um i'm 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 like resisting the urge to just go on like an entire rant about grave of the fireflies and how it should be required watching in cinema uh in cinema classes and filmography classes it should be it's an important film it's oh, not. Yeah. It's not a. Fun it's it's film. not. I was about to say it's uh-huh. not fun. I, I heard it described like this. I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you will get this reference from somewhere, but I heard it described. That movie descri- is described as this movie, *Grave of the Fireflies*, is about watching a nine-year-old die slowly, very slowly, <laughs> very slowly, and it's like. How does that sound to you? It sounds like yeah. a good time, right? And I'm like, yeah. oh man, <laughs> oh man. Uh, but like you know, it, Takahata's uh, uh, filmography like just just continues to be all of these real weird movies. Uh, I think that the tale of the Princess Kaguya is. I've only seen that one special. too. It, it's very good. It's so visually striking. Takahata clearly has a passion for playing with the medium mm-hmm. in a way that I'm constantly talking about. I'm talking about, you know, oh, Spider-Verse finally allowed us to to get weird. Mm-hmm. And Takahata's been doing this this whole time. Yeah, he's been doing time. this forever. Yeah, My Neighbor the Yamadas is uh, based off of a newspaper comic. Yeah, I was going to say it's it a strip. it looks like a newspaper comic for the vast majority of it. It's very uh-huh. simple. It's very cartoony, but it, it plays with the medium. And then the tale of the princess Kaguya is done in this gorgeous watercolor, like traditional uh-huh. Japanese watercolor style where everything's very hazy and very loose. Uh, you know, Okami is kind of riffing off like slightly yeah. the same vibe if you're unfamiliar with it. Uh, and it looks incredible and it's, just very unconventional. It's it's adapting, uh, you know, a 
folklore story. There's a uh, mythology is probably a better word than folklore. Yeah. Uh, but as a result, like it's not really trying to be a modern film. It's not a three act structure. It doesn't have character arcs the way that we're, you know, it it is trying to adapt something more specific and something that's less broadly appealing. Um, and it's really special because of that. Like, it's not my favorite movie necessarily, uh, but I think it is really good and important. Uh, and it doesn't get talked about. I almost never hear someone talk about the tale of the Princess Kaguya. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it's called. Um, another one, it's not by Miyazaki, um, but another movie that reminds me of that is it's produced by MAPPA, um, is in this corner of the world, which is a very, like, it's a wartime film. Um, um, but that movie is gorgeous too, because you don't even, it, it, it like I said, it's, it's another subvert of expectations because it, it's drawn very cartoony, mm. but it's about World War II. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it, it has some rough stuff in that movie, but I think it's, like for what it does, it is extremely lovely, and I'm like, oh man, more of more of this. And like I said, I circle back to something like Kiki's Delivery Service, which is the most delightful children's <laughs> film. It is so like, unbelievably cute, and just you know, I I I don't know if it's I would say joyful. But it's definitely like, well, like it it it's it's really special in ways that like again I don't feel gets roped into the the popular conversation about it because when people talk about it they talk about how cute it is and how charming it is. It but it's like think about a low stakes animated movie that's here, uh, uh, you know, in in Western Western, animation. yeah, and it's just like I don't know I, something like I, uh, I, Sing. I, where it's just like, yeah. oh, it's about a music concert or, or something. It's about believing in yourself and following your dreams. And it's just like, it oh, Kiki's Delivery Service. It's about burnout. It's about <laughs> pushing yourself too hard and everything yeah. fucking sucks. And it feels awful. And you don't know what's wrong with yourself. And you can't force yourself to feel better. And you Listen don't know what to do about it. Well, and it's, it's just like... I mean, what, a, what a unique thing for a movie it, to be about, for a kid's movie to be yeah, about. Yeah, well, here's here's the thing that I, I want to say that, to add to that is, yes, it's about burnout, but it's about burnout as a kid. It's mm-hmm. about a growing, because there's a lot of a lot of Studio Ghibli stuff, like including, like I said, my favorite, which is um, Whisper of the Heart. Whisper of the Heart is literally about following your dreams and how hard that is. Yeah. As a kid, and being compared to everybody else around you, especially somebody that you like, and they're like, mm-hmm. "I'm so much, I'm he's so much more accomplished than I am. I will never catch up." And I felt that way as a kid. I'm like, "What am I supposed to do?" Adam, like Adam, Adam is so much like better at this than I am. What am I supposed to do? I can't catch up, type thing. And like you said, with the other. You know, with Kiki's delivery service, it there's so much stuff that fits into the growing up. Like, what what is it called? Um, it's not called a growing up genre. It's called 
coming of age. Coming of age stories. <laughs> I love coming of age stories. A lot of Studio Ghibli movies are coming of age stories. Their most famous, <clears throat> their probably their most famous one is literally a coming of age story. Um, what you call it? Spirited Away. Coming of age story. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's crazy that a lot of stories can be told in that specific space of coming of age. And to me, those seem to be the best character-wise and feel-wise. Those get a lot the most emotions out of people in from what I can tell. Those like literally tear out your emotions and they seem like nothing. Uh, for example, my another example, my uh my neighbor Totoro, the Totoro movie that everybody's like, yeah. "Oh, it's so cute." Uh that's definitely about like what was, what was it like that one scene where they're trying to find the, the little sister yeah and they're freaking out about it and she's just sad about her mom and i was like oh man <laughs> you don't have to do this <laughs> like what like something that comes up constantly is like these young kids being put into these situations or feeling these emotions and them not having the words for it for them not understanding what they're going through and like yeah like it's frequently heartbreaking to watch you know these these young people in these shows struggle through these things and it's it's just so relatable and like oh oh, i'm sorry keep going keep going like my neighbor totoro like the primary conflict is that their mom is sick and they don't know what to do with themselves and they're in a new place and like they're distracting themselves, but it just like kind of hangs over their head as this, you know, <laughs> it's hard, you know? Yeah. Like this yard is beautiful and we're doing all this stuff, but like, I don't know. My mom no. is still sick. Like a cat yeah. bus can't fix that. And, and I don't know what to do about that. And I don't know what to do with myself and I don't know how to, how to react to it. Um, And to also add to that is, the reaction from everyone around them that is super important as well. Mm-hmm. The dad in that movie is one of the sweetest dads I've ever seen in my life. Great dad. And I love my dad. <laughs> I love my dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like that dad is so understanding. He gets that his his kids, his two little girls are having a bad time because he's having a bad time. And it's yeah. just like they're all in this together because that's what the movie is essentially about we're all here we're all together type thing and i'm like that is so sweet it's the same thing with um you know uh like i mean yeah with like most of the movies uh but i was gonna say with uh i keep going back to this movie of uh whisper of the heart the old man in that Mm -hmm. movie i wish he was my granddad (laughs) because like, like, just general shout out to all Studio Ghibli cool old people. Whether yeah. it's whether it's Mama from oh, uh, yeah, yeah. from Laputa, yep. whether it's the great old woman who makes the fish pies and Kiki's yeah. delivery service. Like, oh man, God, if you want a movie with like a sweet old person in it, like Studio does, Ghibli will hook no, you up. Who does not take no shit, but they're yeah. so lovable. You could tell, like Mama, for example. I love mm. that movie. That's my favorite Studio Ghibli uh, movie, next to Whisper of the Heart. But she, you know, she loves her kids, but 
but she also oh, knows yeah. that they're idiots. But she loves her <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, incredible stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, man. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, we got uh, a little bit more time. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about now? You want to talk just about Cowboy Bebop? Because that's <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, so the the three questions that you uh, put in the outline that I feel like we have adequately addressed is what even is anime, anyways? And the answer is, it's, it's mostly hazy. It's a lot. Uh, That's what you can say. It's a lot. Yeah. Is it more about the animation or storytelling? Of course, the answer is it's both. Uh, and then, what did it mean for us when we were young animation students uh, and for our peers? Like, so, so I feel like. We did actually did like a pretty great job of uh, addressing the the topic yeah. questions. So well done, us. This this chaotic conversation. Yay, actually, we did it. We did it. We did. We did, we did it. The thing. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I I'm happy to just uh, spend a couple minutes talking about some of our just favorite fanboying. Stuff. Uh, yeah, just bait the fanboying about I stuff. Do, I do also just want to shout out um your name and uh, Weathering with You. That that director still haven't seen I, Weathering with You, man. I need to watch like, it. I love Again, your name. I really love your sweet, name. Just very sweet, like young love stuff, and like I'm, <laughs> I'm really a sucker for that kind of stuff. Oh no! Like I am too, man. Which is why I know. It, you know, which is why thirty, uh, what five centimeters per second pissed me off because I hate that shit. When the it's like it's bittersweet, but on the negative side. Um, like mm. if you ever watched that, I was like. Ooh, that makes me so mad, man. You just turn around, man. Turn around. <laughs> I hate uh, that see, shit. See, my version of that cranky feeling is uh, up on Poppy Hill, which is like, <laughs> it's so sweet and it's so good. And also it has a you can date your cousin subplot <laughs> that really sucks. <laughs> you had to do that. You are so fucking close. Don't do that. <laughs> See, we can kind of talk about what we, what our pet peeves are in that because I can go straight to it, it was earlier, but we were talking about what we don't like in anime series, and mm-hmm. I love Soul Eater series. Like ninety nine percent of that series is awesome until yep. the very end, and I was like, yep. well, I'm officially pissed off. Uh-huh. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I don't like this. The all that. For nothing, it's 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 like one of those things. All that for the, he's like the real word is courage, and I and she looked <laughs> at the at the camera, and I was like, you have got <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Don't end on this credits yeah. roll. I can't believe this. I can't believe you've done this. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you just look at the TV and you go, shut up. <laughs> you shut <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, but let's t- uh, but yeah, talk about good stuff though. Yeah, uh, I mean, you mentioned uh, already uh, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, to a lesser extent Space Dandy, which uh, is two seasons long. Yeah, and I think that that director really shines with uh, single season shows mm-hmm. uh, because it is a little bit too long. Again, I'm very sensitive to pacing issues. But at the same time, it's got some real hilarious episodes. There's some very high highs in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about the one after that? Uh, the something in Tuesday. Uh, Carol in Tuesday. Carol in Tuesday. Tuesday. Carol in Tuesday. 
yeah. I tried to watch it. I kind of bounced off. I don't really, really know if it's good. Yeah, I, I I like it. It's it's not as cra- it's very much subdued, and mm. if, especially if you like music, it's it's very much subdued. And I thought it was lovely. It's not my. It's not like oh man, Samurai Champloo pumps me up. It's but it's very much right. like oh, this is something to kind of have on and just listen to. And the theme song is a bop, and I'm like oh, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. So that's a that's the thing about Sunrise. The theme songs and the music and all of them are like basically on point, like almost hundred percent of the time. So, yeah. uh, for recent stuff, I thought Cyberpunk Edge Runners was quite good. Very good. Surprise! I thought it was going to be trash, <laughs> but I was like, wow, this is actually good. <laughs> yeah, it, it really exceeded my expectations, and I think did a good job with a bittersweet story emphasis mm-hmm. on the bitter. Oh yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. But I knew it was coming. If you know how the game goes, like you know it's coming. Yeah, it's it's cyberpunk. Like it's not a, a It's not going to be a you happy, don't get ending. happy endings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it but it but it really was quite good. And yeah. again, really strong animation and silhouettes. Studio Trigger, you know, consistently does good work though, so that's no surprise. It's okay. I, I want to comment on this, and you're probably going to be surprised by this comment. I'm not uh, going to go uh, on a huge uh, rant, but yeah, Studio yeah, Trigger yeah. does good work. Studio Trigger, not so good storytelling all the time. <laughs> I mean, look, the eternal battle, like, uh, when I when I say Studio Trigger does good work with the visuals and the action, like, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Like, I'm not uh, uh, particularly invested in watching a, you know, kill a kill or something of the sort. Uh, yeah, I don't know... That's one I bounced off of. I tried to watch Kill a Kill, and I was like, "This is kind of not my thing." Yeah. I and people were into that shit when it was when it was out. I'm like, eh, eh. yeah. It's so, uh, and also it just sets off my uh, uh, horny alarms. Like, <laughs> this is you is know, that what you call it? Tropes, right? But not the good kind of horny alarms <laughs> that you want to go off, like. Uh, I've talked about this before. As a fan, I do not want to be serviced ever. Do not service me as a fan. And especially <laughs> just showing off some tits is not fan service uh, to me. It he needs stronger really stuff. bothers me. Um, not because I'm a prude. I can like... <laughs> like I, I said, like, he needs stronger stuff. <laughs> I just... Like, what happens all the time is it feels like you're in the middle of, like... Oh, here's this anime uh, that's about World War Two, and then someone just like leans over and then you know shows their oh, it's underwear, right in the, yeah. and it's like, what really? the fuck? <laughs> really? Pick a lane. Yeah, it, it's it's more about that matter of like me desiring an internal well, consistency, it's a, it's a, it's a, and a tonal a consistency. Yeah, it's a tonal thing, which yeah. I completely uh, agree with. If you're gonna go full on, then do that. But sure, don't just like, you know flash something and they'd be like <laughs> yeah uh, again cyberpunk oh, edgerunners pretty horny show people do whole, be fucking in that show but it's, it's like throughout it's the entire time well not the entire time but a lot of the time but also it just like it makes sense in context where it's like people are going to be sexy to each other because they are sexually attracted to each other and it's for the characters not mm-hmm. for the camera and I'm I'm just I'm very sensitive to um, the gaze of the camera. You know, I already talked about uh, Metal Gear 
Metal Gear Solid Five was my breaking oh, point with Kojima. Yeah, you told me about this. It 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 was like this went from being a problem to being unacceptable with mm-hmm. uh, uh you know the character of Quiet, where it's not just the fact that she's scantily clad in a way that doesn't make sense even within the fiction of the world. No, it doesn't. Let's um, not let's not even go there because people will make that excuse, and I'm like, I've said that where it's like, nah, yeah. nah, you can't you can't convince me of that, man. Yeah, first of all, you have complete creative control over the world. Anything can be anything that you want it to be. Do not give me bullshit that this character is designed in any way other than for your specific fetish. Uh, That's flatly false, and I will not truck with that kind of nonsense. But also, the gaze of the camera during that... uh, A Mm -hmm. lot of those cutscenes, including a scene of sexual assault, and the camera... Not the characters, not the the world. The camera is still trying to show me off her great titties. That fucking sucks. Uh-huh. And I mean that 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 was it. That was the end of my relationship with Kojima. Sorry. Uh, oh, you don't do have to be anymore. sorry. You don't have to be sorry. It's not. This is not the first time he has done something like this, and it probably won't be the last because he's still yeah. doing his own thing. And while the guy, I will say that he is. You know, talented. He knows how to build stuff, mm. but he's also weird. He has some problems. He has some issues. And depending yeah. on how you take that, because I, while I enjoy the gameplay of Five of Metal Gear Solid Five, I love the open world aesthetic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed that immensely. Really, but fun I to do play. want. But I understand his uh, Adam's sentiment of. Okay, that was unnecessary. Okay, you're doing it again. Okay, come on, man. Really? Yeah. Really? It, it is a consistent problem beyond any one specific issue. It yeah. just is pervasive. And once you notice it, you can't stop noticing yeah, 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 it. Exactly. And, it sucks. and then you, yeah, then it sucks because now it's everywhere. And it's yeah. just like, oh man. Come uh, and on, it's man. always been true. And it's in all of his games. And it's in all of his he, games. Yeah. And I'm not going to, to pass judgment on anyone else, and I'm not telling anyone else that they can't enjoy it, but for me, that was really clearly the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, uh, and, and that's going to happen. Um, extend that to all anime. Uh, uh, don't do it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't, I don't do like it. it. I don't want it. It bums me out. We do not uh, want it? Yeah, I'm, and, and that's understandable, because I have those types of things, too, where gratuitous a lot of stuff. Um, I'm not a big fan of, um, I couldn't really, um, well, you know, like, cause I guess I'm, I'm kind of in that way too, of like the, unless it services like the actual tone, I'm not a big fan of like immensely sexual stuff either. And I'm like, it just feels wrong. Like, to just constantly yeah. be like, okay, this is in my face again and all this stuff for no reason. Like, because obviously I'm I'm not messed up. I'm not a prude either. Like, I've seen everything and I don't care. However, I also don't go out and see, <laughs> see be like, yes, I watched this anime specifically for this. Only uh, this. So weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it feels weird. And I don't want to just... Like, I don't want to have, like, a low-level sprinkling of horny on my media. <laughs> like, that doesn't improve it. 
Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter. Like, this is not purely an anime thing. The same complaint has been made against Game of Thrones uh, as well as yeah. a bunch of other HBO shit. I was going to uh, say, just HBO in general loves to do that shit, even if it's something normal. Like, you just have to do it. You just have to. And I'm like, really? You you have to? And we're like, we have to. <laughs> we got a, <laughs> a, a legal mandate for <laughs> titties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that kind of stuff. And it's not... I mean, th- this is just me and my personal hangups, and I'm not talking about anime anymore. I just want every part of the story to service the story. And I don't want any part of the story to service the audience. Like... I can be hyped about what's going on in the story because of the story. You don't need to do it to, you don't need to break the fourth wall in order to give me the audience member what you think that I want. Uh, And that's just kind of flatly true across the board. It's about contributing to the whole, you know, I just want my media to have focus and to uh, be building towards something greater. Ooh, let's end on this of, this is, a good reason why you and me feel some type of way about one of the most popular anime that's been out in the last couple years, Attack on Titan. Yeah, I'm pretty cool on it. Yep, I became cool on it. I was mm-hmm. hyped in the beginning. I do like the stuff in like the in the city. I mean, yeah. in like the beginning stuff that was pure hype, and I was like, if this anime is the entire time of just hunting these things in different mm-hmm. ways and in different uh, like they're figuring out how to do these things especially when they start getting like the titans start getting smarter and you're like oh how are they gonna take this guy down oh how are they gonna do this but then it started getting weird and i was like oh this is where we're going uh yeah. all right all attack right. on titan was a like greatest hits of things that i don't like in anime it's got all everyone is here. It's got your character who's only defined by the fact that they like a specific food. Check, bread girl. We we see you. Isn't there the a only potato thing you girl? care about? Or potato girl, yeah, fucking I think whatever. Was, yeah. Same thing. Damn. <laughs> Not Damn. a character. Not a character. Damn. Uh, it's got, you know, 12-year-old prodigy who's the best who's ever been. Like, all right, cool. Like uh, way to go. That is straight up sword art online, though, unfortunately. Which yeah. it had a good premise in like the first couple episodes, and then it became that. And I was like, okay, this is kind of not fair and also not fun because Kiri Du can do everything. And you know I'm right. Yeah. Sword Art uh, Online I- fans, you know I'm right. This is not good. It's not good character design. Don't look at me like this. And I chafe against that trope everywhere it's found. I'm looking at you, the name of the wind. Quoth. You fucking suck. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but also, but also, that's also really funny because it's also, you get Pokemon. <laughs> so That kid trained for 20 years to fucking win the championship. No, I'm, no, I'm not talking Give about him. Give him a him. medal. I'm not talking about Ash. I'm talking about the true, the true uh, world warrior. I'm talking about the true champion. I'm talking about Gary motherfucking Oak. Gary motherfucking <laughs> Oak. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Gary is still a pimp. <laughs> Even to this day, he's still a pimp. Gary Oak is a pimp. And he I will forever say that. And he got hoes. Yeah. Faux they, show. I mean, there's the classic scene. In the show, mm. he has cheerleaders. Like, he's yeah. like, yeah, thank you, thank you. 
Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, complaining about Attack on Titan. It's got... <laughs> It's got totally pointless, unnecessary violence that doesn't really serve the story. It's got weird, lecherous old guys who also don't really serve the story. It's got uh, uh, absolutely the pits editing and pacing. I have very specific memories of watching a scene where it's just like, oh, we've captured you, but we don't know if you're on our side or not. And then one character is like, I'm going to salute the biggest salute that's ever been. I'm going to salute so hard that you'll have to believe us. And then it like, it's it, genuinely like five real actual world minutes of this guy talking about how he's going to salute so hard that everyone's going to have to believe him. And I'm just like, what am I doing? doing with my life why am i here? <laughs> why am i doing this this is awful and what are also, we doing it does not help that i genuinely went into the show thinking that it was a one season self-contained story i thought <laughs> it was I, got, I thought it was it, too to be honest yeah i got to the second to last episode and i was just like this isn't wrapping up oh no oh no uh oh no I, yeah uh, I, I rage quit that show on the finale. I was just like, no, I'm done. I don't want to watch this. I'm I'm over this. <laughs> Jeez, man. But th- uh, at the same time, you have way less of a tolerance for that stuff than I do. I know. Like, you, you know... You know what you like. You lick something. I mean, you don't even have to lick it. You you smell it. And you're like, oh, disgusting. I have to lick <laughs> it. I have to lick it. I have to, like, touch it. And I'm like, mmm. This tastes good. Oh, it's garbage. Oh. You you want a really good barometer of whether or not I will like an anime? You just look at the episode count. Oh, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. 26 yeah, is the sweet spot. So. Like 26 or less and I can be persuaded. I yeah. thought uh, Modica Magica was pretty good as like a weird subversion yeah. of the magical girl genre then i found out that they made like five movies five different yeah they made five different things what the fuck are you talking about no it's a self-contained story no there's i think there's another show on it too i think there's another Bullshit. show no, fucking it sucks there's a yeah there's another show too i'm pretty sure Mm-mm. let it die like have the courage to have self-contained stuff that just knows when to end. Yeah, like Powerpuff Girls Z. Like Powerpuff Girls Z. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Finally, someone talking fucking sense. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this has been Halftone Takes you have been listening to. Please vote for us on podcast subscribers. <laughs> Go to Apple Podcasts and say yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Awkward take. Awkward take. Awkward take. <laughs> this has been Halftone Takes. If you have enjoyed the show, uh, please uh, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or wherever else podcasts are rated. If you have any questions, comments, or a suggestion for a topic that you'd like to hear, send us an email at halftonetakes at gmail.com. I have been Adam Bucheri. I'm an animator, game designer, and hater. Uh, you can find my tabletop <laughs> games on boocherry.itch.io. That is boo like ghost, cherry like fruit. And I have been Corey Rebus, illustrator and comic creator, um, and also lover. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at E-A-R-T-H-U-R underscore one. That's Earther one. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
<laughs> this has been fun. Uh, good chat. Uh, have we come closer to the truth? Have we tapped into the cosmic knowledge uh, that is beyond our ken? Uh, no, uh, I don't yeah. think so. But uh, you know, it say. is useful for, for us to just like talk around a, a subject like this because it is so big and encompassing that it really is hard to talk about. Like. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's hard I'm, to talk. It's hard to talk about broadly, but it's easy to talk about specifically, and that's odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It's that's that's a very genre unique thing, but that's cool. Now you have an under, understanding understanding of uh, how we feel about the animes. Yeah, and also if you've enjoyed listening to me talk about stuff, I've also been guesting on some other podcasts recently. So maybe go check out like a mouse. Maybe go check out Jala Chan's place, which is a fabulous little podcast oh. uh, where I have episodes where I talk both about. Uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit, and also the Dick Tracy movie. And folks, that is a miracle. Like, what a movie. <laughs> that uh, sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, you can also find uh, a couple of episodes where I talk about video games if you want. Uh, check me out on Tales from the Backlog, where I talk about Shadow of the Colossus, and then also just recently come out, the Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's a long one. That's three and a half hours. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do it. It's child's play to you. And I, and if you want to hear me on anything else, I am not on anything else because I'm pretty much a lame-o. So. <laughs> Get on my fucking level, Corey. <laughs> Boo this man! Um, fanboy uh, Palpatine. Palpatine is so funny now. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Stupid now. bit. I can't believe that I now have two bits about Palpatine because I have fanboy Palpatine and also Jersey Palpatine. I never heard Jersey Palpatine. It's just Palpatine with a New Jersey accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's really <It's> funny. Stupid. <laughs> Real dumb. Was popular for a while. Uh, where I would just do like random bits with him and then I got sick of him and so I killed him. Uh, you know, we're we're just at the office and I'm doing my bit and it's like, oh no, I'm getting thrown into the reactor. Ah sorry guys. Uh no Jersey Palpatine died. He's never gonna show up again. And then Star Wars episode nine, Return of Skywalker <laughs> shows up. It's just like, guys, I got bad news. Somehow Jersey Palpatine returned. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good.